what is up everybody thank you for tuning into the way in the light this is your host kalia amani i hope you are having a amazing day a blessed day now let's jump into today's episode is up welcome or welcome back to the way in the light guys i'm so excited for this episode but first and foremost if you're new here my name is kalia amani i am a motivational speaker for christ and i also am in ministry i'm a social media manager i dibble and dabble to pretty much everything but just to give you guys a gist i am a podcaster as well um i'm so excited for this episode when this got when this is going up Y'all know the holiday, it is Mother's Day. So today's episode is a lot more special than any other episode because I have my mom on the Wayne the Light podcast. Everybody say hey, comment down below and say what is up, everybody. If you could go ahead and introduce yourself to the Wayne the Light listeners. My name is Jody, and I am the mother of Kalia and Cairo. And I want to say to everybody, happy Mother's Day um, to all. Um, even if you are a mother, you've stepped in place to be a mother. Being a mother is not an easy task, but it has been a true blessing to be a mother to my two children. And I'm grateful to have this privilege to be on the podcast today. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Mom, for coming on the Way in the Light podcast. <laughs> so in today's episode, this is a very exciting one. I think one of my favorite topics so far um, because I kind of dibble and dabble into this a little bit with a lot of the different episodes that I've done, um, Identity Through Christ, Your Calling, Your Purpose. So today's episode, um, if you guys seen that by, t- by the title, it is Accepting Who You Are and Embracing Life's changes so I do have a couple of questions for my mom that I want her to answer in today's episode um so yeah are you ready okay <laughs> jump right in <laughs> what was one of the hardest shifts you learned from and how did you embrace that I would say one of the hardest shifts for me was accepting change mm-hmm. um for me I'm a planner as you know mm-hmm. um when it comes to anything I like to know what time we're going to be there you know, who's going to be there, what's going to be there. And I like to prepare for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I had to learn is that change is inevitable. Um, it doesn't matter how much you plan. It doesn't matter how much you lay everything out on the list. Things can happen. And I think uh, what brought me to embrace that was having to go through situations over and over. Mm -hmm. Every time I thought that, you know, things were going good and, you know, (laughs) the job is going good, here comes a job loss. Mm -hmm. You know, um, education, when I went to school for one thing, the path changed. Just in general with everything in life, um, I had to be able to say, you know, I'm okay if things don't work out. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest things for me because I like to know the end result. And I would say that, you know, knowing the end result basically limits you to where God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you can see the end result, that means that is the end result for you. So allowing God to really take over and lead, you know, was very important for me because Like I said, having to do things over and over and go through the same situation, 
You know, a lot of times in life, we're like, God, why does this keep happening over and over again? And it's because you didn't learn the lesson. So you have to go through it. So, you know, seeing the end of the path, seeing the end of the journey, Mm -hmm. it keeps us from having faith. You know, because if we can see it, we don't have no reason to have faith. Mm -hmm. If we know the end result, we don't have no reason to believe. So that was my turning point was like, okay, I can't plan everything out. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, allow God to lead. Yeah. I think that's really good um, because with me, I'm a very impulsive person. So (laughs) I could make a lot of impulsive decisions. But when it comes to like certain situations, I do like to know like every detail. Um, I'm very analytical with when it comes to like, for instance, like planning the conference. Like I want to know like every single detail. Right. Because if I don't, I'm like anxious inside. So I feel like when it comes to our relationship with God, I one of the points that you had touched on, which I want to emphasize is if you know the end result, it leaves that lack of faith that you have. Right. Um, So I think I can relate to that a little bit too. Um, And I'm personally in a season where God is just like, Kalia, let me be God. Right. And stop trying to know every detail or know like how everything is going to turn out or even for like my relationship, like, seeing like how we're shifting but not knowing where we're going next but just like being in the present moment um so I think that's really good and if you guys struggle with that too um it's a learning process it's a learning curve and it takes time but when you actually learn who God is and you have a relationship with who knowing who he is in an intimate relationship with God, not just saying I know Jesus, but actually knowing him, Mm -hmm. it builds that level of trust to where you're able to kind of step back and forget about the details and say, okay, God, I give you everything and I just trust you. It's like a trust fall. Right. You know, so it's like, it's scary falling back, but you know that you're falling back into the arms of the father. So I think that's a really good point to make. Yeah. Okay. What was some of the fundamental things in learning to embrace where you are? So I would say, you know, one of the fundamental things that I had learned with embracing where I am and who I am is, you know, living for myself. For so long, for many years, I tried or not necessarily say I tried, but I was there for everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, and um you know, I was there at a, every beck and call, you know, to help, mm-hmm. to to lead, to serve, you know, to do. And um, it was hard because it was just like, okay, you know, at the end of the day, I'm carrying everybody's burdens and I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, helped me to realize, you know, one day I was sitting and thinking, like, if I am helping everybody else and if I am carrying everybody else's burden, I then become that person's savior. Mm -hmm. So not only me learning how to have faith and trust, Mm -hmm. but it hinders that other person to learn how to to trust as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is also being kind to myself. We are, as humans, the most judgmental persons that we can be. Yeah. Um, And, you know, when we make mistakes, we're bashing ourselves. When we don't meet goals... It's Mm -hmm. like, gosh, you know, uh, you know, why couldn't I do that if I did this, if I did that, you know, going back 
on, you know, trying to figure out the whys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the things, you know, I would say was a very big thing is for me to be kind to myself. Yeah. And accepting flaws and not even, you know, classifying them always as flaws Mm -hmm. because, you know, that then becomes you being judgmental again, but learning from the experience, Mm -hmm. you know, you may have not made it, but what did you learn on the way? Yeah. So I I would say those, you know, um, there's several more, but those are just, you know, some of the few things that I can, you know, really pinpoint. Yeah. So the last point, I think failure is good because it, it does push you to grow. Mm -hmm. Like one of the points that you made, in the beginning was the question or questioning God, why am I continuing to go through this? Mm -hmm. And you said, because you haven't learned your lesson. And so I feel like a lot of the times we do get into a space where we beat ourselves up and we're filled with that guilt and that shame Mm -hmm. of not being where we thought we needed to be. Right. And I feel like that's also another thing too is, We plan our lives. We plan every detail. Like being a planner and being analytical, we plan how everything is supposed to play out. But God is looking at you like, this is not what I had planned for you. And so when you fail, I feel like it's a time to just go back and reevaluate, not to bash yourself, not to beat yourself up about it, Mm -hmm. but to embrace the failure and to walk into that, walk in that failure to see how you can then accomplish the next assignment. And I think going back to the first fundamental thing that you had said was being everybody's savior. That's something that I had to learn too. Mm-hmm. was like, I wanted to give my desire for Christ to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave room for Jesus to be Jesus right. in everybody else's life. And I also recognize that being in ministry, like, cause you, you can relate to this cause you were in ministry. Mm-hmm. Ministry is hard Yeah, it because is. now you're dealing with like, for me, like i I'm dealing with so many students, Mm -hmm. emotions, and then also the leaders at the same time because I have to show up my best self for everybody else to kind of fall in line or whatever. Um, So ministry is really hard. And so I've learned that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. Because it's like, honestly, if you have nothing left, it's like, what are you even saying? Right. How are you even helping this person? I feel like if you're if you don't have anything else to give, it's just kind of like you're pulling everything out of the side of your neck to try to help this person. And it's hurting them rather than helping them. So I feel like helping yourself and making sure that you're pouring into your cup, however that looks, is so important. Right. And I think it is easy to, you know, neglect yourself. Um, not even, I mean, you're not doing it intentionally, but it's like you see the good in people and you want everybody to win and you want to take everybody along, but your plan and God's plan is totally different because even though you may want this person to come along with you, God has something else for that person. So you dragging this person along is basically taking that person out of the will for, uh, the will of God Mm -hmm. for their life. Yeah. So you're hindering them for what God wants them to do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you do have to step back and say, you know, God, if it's your will that I help them, I will help them. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, you know, guide them in the direction that they need to go to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you named like 
taking time for yourself and being kind to yourself. And I love those. So what does that look like for you now? I mean, just really focusing on bettering me, like you said, Mm. you know, um, I did go through therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, and I started reading again, I started journaling. um, Because sometimes your mind, especially like at two or three o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. is like going wild. Yeah, you know, you're trying to figure things out, you know, Mm -hmm. what to do from, you know, from the next day to the next day. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I need to sometimes be still. Yeah. And that is one of the things that was hard for me. Because I did, I helped everybody, you know, when I was at work, I'm volunteering to do somebody else's job to help Mm -hmm. them get, you know, caught up. Yeah. And, you know, when I was working at the hospital, that was one of the things that, you know, uh, one of my coworkers said is that you're doing a job that you're not even getting paid for. Mm. But I kind of felt like, you know, I'm helping this person, Mm. but in reality, I was actually destroying myself. Yeah. Because... You know, I am wearing myself down trying to do somebody else's job. Yeah. So, you know, I I sit in silence. You know, I've been, you know, like I said, journaling and, you know, just praying and just reflecting on life as it is right now. Yeah. And stop focusing on, you know, what's going to happen in 10 years. Mm. You know, tomorrow's not promised. We have to live for today. Yeah. So that's one of the things that, you know, for me is, you know, just really educating myself more, Mm -hmm. you know, not even, you know, not even just books, you know, reading the Bible, you know, listening to to stuff that is motivational, you know, cutting out the music that's just negative, because, you know, all of that is feeding into you. And like you said, you have to feed into yourself. But if you're putting all this negativity, listening to the news, listening to, you know, music, that's, you know, derogatory towards women. It's just like, it's eating away at you. Um, how do you accept who you are? Um, I would say accepting who you are is basically blocking out the noise. Mm-hmm. And that is the noise of what the world says that we should be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, social media, the television, you're supposed to be a certain size. You're supposed to have a certain education level. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be here by the time you're 40. You're supposed to, you know, have your house and and be married, have three kids and ready to retire. Yeah. But that's what the world, you know, says that we need to do. Mm-hmm. And when we live up to the world, we're, tr- we're constantly trying to reach and trying to, you know, gain what they say we should have. Mm-hmm. So then we don't accept where we are Mm. and we don't accept where we need to be because we're, you know, trying to gain something that's not meant for us. I made a post on social media a couple of weeks ago. Stop trying to fit in to what somebody else purchased for you. And, you know, I was I was driving, you know, I was driving to the store when that thought came to me. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, even, you know, when you were little. Um, for so long, I was buying you pink, buying you pink, buying mm-hmm. you pink, because, you know, that's what I thought, you know, was your favorite color. Yeah. Until you came to me and was like, Mom, <laughs> I don't like pink. I like purple. And it's just like, OK, when did you stop liking pink? And you were like, I never liked mm-hmm. pink. But you never said anything to me because mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it was the thought that counted. Yeah. So a lot of times, 
you know, we will try to fit into, you know, oh, you should do this because you're good at it. Yeah. Oh, I think that you should be, you know, a doctor because mm-hmm. you care for people. Yeah. You know, so then we search after, after, you know, going after that medical degree. And then you realize that's not really what I wanted to do, even though they said I was going to be good at it. I yeah. know that I care for people, but that's not, you know, what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, you should you should be a chef because you cook. Yeah. You know, I hear that all the time, you know, well, well why don't you cook? Because that's not my passion. Mm-hmm. I do not want to cook. Yeah. I've done it. You know, your, your grandfather, he was a caterer mm-hmm. and I will not do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to cook. I love to eat, but that's not my passion. Yeah. So, you know, we have to stop trying to fit into what society says is best yeah. for us. Yeah. Cause then we put expectations on places we don't even we can't ever reach right because constantly society and culture is changing so it's like when you get to that medium or that level of success they say you need to have or who you need to be or what you need to look like it's changing literally tomorrow and then these are now the expectations that they're laying yeah yeah for sure because that was you know even uh, you can see as far as fashion goes Years ago, you had to be a size zero mm-hmm. and over five foot eleven to be yeah. able to walk the runway, and now it's changed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many more that's able to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to kind of point on that, because you know, for years I struggled with self-image mm-hmm. and insecurity. So when I first got my relationship with God, like learning to accept who I am was learning to accept who God created me to be. Right. Um, So that goes into one of the questions is, do you believe accepting who you are is who God created you to be? I do believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of times, and it's not just you, a lot of times, even in relationships, people may feel like, oh, well, the relationship didn't work out Mm -hmm. because I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. or the job didn't hire me because I wasn't smart enough. Yeah. I didn't get this opportunity because I didn't have the right status. And so we dumb down ourselves when that's society's ratings on us Mm. or we dumb down ourselves because we're listening and trying to figure out. Yeah you know, what we are supposed to be. But if you think about it, the people who say what you're supposed to be never sacrificed anything for you. Mm-hmm. But God, who created you in his own image, yeah, he gave that ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So forget the people, you know, who wants to say whatever they want to say about you yeah. because they, they've never given anything up for you. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, truly think that it is God's will to be, you know, where he says that you need to be. Yeah. Because he's the one who created you. Mm -hmm. He's the one who sacrificed for you. He's the one who, you know, allows you to get up every morning. And these people who saying whatever they want to say, you know. Just opinion. Yeah, it doesn't mean much of anything. So the scripture I wanted to point out, and I know you guys heard this scripture, um, a lot of the times, and it's Psalms 139, says, For you are formed 
You, for you formed my inner parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Um, and so that's one of my favorite scriptures when it comes to accepting who I am. Mm -hmm. Because God knew my name before anybody else could utter it. Right. God knew my story before I even got to the place to where I could understand what my purpose and calling right. was. Like I was a thought before anybody else's thoughts. And when that time did come, he did knit me together in your room. So it's cool. So <laughs> he do that. But then he called me fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And I was actually reading in Genesis today, cause I'm going all the way back to the beginning to just mm -hmm. understand everything historically. But it did say that God, we are made in the likeness and the image of God. But then it also, I love so much is that God looked at everything that he created. Right. First and foremost, he, he spoke, for instance, let there be light and there, there was light. God spoke and everything was created. But then he looked back on his creation. He said, it is good. Right. And he did the same thing when it came to us humans he looked back on his creation. One, it's also important because we were the first things that he said. We are made in the image of who he is, the image and the likeness of who he is. We're the first thing that he ever said that to. He didn't say that to animals. He didn't say that right. to any plants. He said that for humans. And right. then he looked back on his creation and he said, it is good. Right. And so for us to kind of try to measure up to a point of, oh, we need to do this or we need to match society's way and culture's way of what we should look like, how we should act, how we should be, what we should do, how to be successful, how much income we need to have. We're looking back on God like, oh, he didn't make a good uh, or a good creation. Right. Or even just saying like looking in the mirror and be like, I'm not good enough or I'm not beautiful enough or I'm not going to accept who I am. Um, I want to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, or for instance, like the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. the people that feel like, oh, I'm not going to be a woman. So I'm going to be a man because I don't think I'm fit to be a woman mm -hmm. or vice versa. It's like, you're looking back on God's creation and saying, I'm not good enough. And your creation wasn't good enough. Right. So I'm going to change it. Right. So something I had to accept was God said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made that I was made in the image and likeness of who he is, mm -hmm. and I'm more precious than rubies. Right. Literally, he had, like, I'm, a, I'm part of an artwork that God had painted, mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful artwork. Right. And so is everyone else. So, is, so are you as well. So it's like kind of learning to accept yourself. It's not an overnight change. Mm -hmm. It's a constant work that you can do.